0: It's Los Angeles. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. <laughs>
1: And welcome to episode 14 of Charlie's Geek Cast. My name is Charlie Neimer, and today we're going to be geeking out to the radio. The first a word from our sponsor.
0: Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius.
2: Real men of genius.
0: Today we salute you, Mr. Cargo Pants Designer. Mr. Cargo. You finally gave us what we wanted, the military look, without all that bothersome drilling, marching, and shooting. Fashion victory. Is that a banana in your pocket? Yes, and an orange, and a pocket comb, and an extra set of keys, and my sunglasses. Totally prepared now. How many times have you been in a restaurant and thought, man, I wish I'd brought my own jar of mayonnaise? Now you can. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light or oh prince of the pockets. Some may fill your shoes, but no one can fill your pants.
1: Mr. pants
0: Bud Light beer and I St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Okay. Now this episode was going to be all about the fun stuff you can find on the radio. But you would not believe how impossible it would be to go through all the stuff available on the internet from various radio shows across the country and around the world and then pick just a few of them to put into one episode. So I decided to give this one a more personal touch. So I'm going to go a little closer to home to be more specific, my old home. As I've mentioned before, I spent about 25 years living in Maryland and about half of that was spent in the Baltimore area. During that time, one of my favorite stations to listen to uh well, at least my most consistent. I I would leave it occasionally, but come back every once in a while. Uh, was mix one oh six point five, which was um, basic, well a mix station. They played music from, well by the time I left, it was just eighties, nineties, and you know today. Uh, but when I start, but that station was playing all the time it was, a, it, was it was pretty popular at like the dentist office and the orthodontist office so i listened to it a lot when i was sitting in the chair waiting for someone to you know work on my teeth but we're not getting into that when I, what we are going to get into is um, specifically the morning show uh, which at the time was hosted by Jojo Gerard and Kenny Campbell Jojo and Kenny
3: Morning
1: Mix 106.5 Rather than tell you about their morning show, I thought I'd give you some examples of how cool it was. Uh, First up uh, was the Furby launch. Uh, Now, this is somewhat inspired by the turkey drop from the show WKRP in Cincinnati.
3: And I think I hear something now. Uh, uh, The crowd is moving out into the parking area. And Oh yes, I can see it now. It's a... it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. Oh, it's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving.
4: <laughs> From W.
3: Gentlemen, what a sight. The helicopter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, oh, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, <laughs> perhaps a skydiver. Plumbing to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. Uh, the third. So no parachutes yet. just yet what they are. Oh my God, they're turkeys! Can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of us! I just went to the windshield of a parked car! This is terrible, the turkeys running around pushing each other! Oh my goodness! Oh, the oh, humanity! The oh, turkeys are running about! Uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement! I don't know how much longer the crowd is running for their lives! This no, I can't go in there. <laughs> Children are searching for their mothers and oh, not since the Hindenburg tragedy has there been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can
0: hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd... Les? Les? Les are you there? Les isn't there. <coughs> <laughs> Thanks for that on the spot report, Les just tuned in. The Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. (laughs) Film at 11.
2: I thought it would work. I planned this thing right down to the last detail. It
3: was perfect. Where'd you get those birds? (laughs)
0: Les,
3: are you okay? I don't know. A man and his two children tried to kill me. After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me. I had to jam myself into a phone booth. Then Mr. Carlson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. It's pretty strange after that. Oh, no, it's strange. You're right. no, no, Les, come on now. Tell us the rest. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. <laughs> it was almost as if they were organized. <laughs> as God is my witness,
1: I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> okay, well, then back in 1999. They turned it on its head with the Furby launch.
5: Well, the hottest toy last Christmas was the Furby.
2: And we thought it'd be a great idea to give one away if we just launched one, and, uh, you know, whoever found it gets to keep us. So, armed with
5: a few helium balloons, we got into the space business. And he's
2: uh, he's very happy. So far, he's been very fine. Dave, after this one, we're going to tie one more on. Okay, because okay, okay, i got to thank Dave Burgess, who is our promotions guy. Dave is the god of all promotions, and he knows. But this is a big deal, giving away at Furby, because he's the one that finagled it. Okay. He got this, and he's filling up a glass balloon there. What all is right. it? The emergency shoot. Gotcha, okay? <laughs> and the Furby is in there, and well, settled the, and all snug.
5: Describe but, the scene there at the uh, Space uh, Center.
2: Well, here we are. We're on the top of the parking uh, garage at York and Allegheny in Towson, and it's a beautiful day for a launch. It's nice, it's brisk, it's cold... And uh, it's really neat because we have, uh, we have live television coverage, right? Well, not live. It'll probably be taped on the noon news. Okay. <laughs> um, but we're about ready, and we're going to stuff Furby in the box here in just a second, JoJo. Okay. Okay. And Dave, come on over here. Dave. Okay, because we're working our way to the, it would be the southeast corner. Over here.
5: At the corner of York and Washington, All right, right there East next corner, to Merchant Tire so Crossing the Cemetery. By,
2: you can see us up here now. Here, Dave, will you hold this for me? Okay, now we want everybody in TV to see. There's Furby in there. Okay, and we're about, that's his box. We're about to stuff him in. So, JoJo, Furby, are you ready to be stuffed in? Okay. <laughs> yes. let me All right. There you go. All right, Jojo, I think we're ready. Now let's check with mission control, see if everybody's ready
0: there. All 13 flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. We're go, we go flight. Guidance. Guidance go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Tell them you. Go. Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch.
5: All right. 10, 9, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 1. Come on for me. There he goes. The first ever. Oh, he is,
2: Jojo, I got to tell you, he's going up exactly the way we had planned it. Yes! He's heading up. He's probably uh, 100 feet above us right now at this speed. It's a it's beautiful sight. It's, uh, the, the, uh, the, the line is shining off of the balloon. He's in a, a, a silver Mylar uh, gift bag, and it's absolutely gorgeous. He is probably, <laughs> oh, he is literally hundreds and thousands of feet. People are honking their hearts to the ground because they see Furby up and out. They see us flying above. There he goes. It's a beautiful sight. Godspeed, Oh, my God, there like, goes speed <laughs> Yes, it's another first. If you're listening right now, as we honk your heart for Furby. <laughs> From oh, he's disappeared off into the distance. I'm weeping. Oh. He's, he's literally, he's gotta be over. Uh, he's way over <laughs> center right now. <laughs>
5: Oh, man.
2: It's beautiful. What a moment. What a
5: moment. I, you know, I never understood the technical side of a launch, but now yeah. I do, Kenny. I mean, with yep. the work we put into this, all 15 minutes of it, <laughs> and it's successful.
2: I, uh, I'm very impressed with Dave's balloon blowing up ability. Honest to God, JoJo, it's gone. It's, it's, it's a little dot in the sky now.
1: Now, something else they like to do on their show, and they aren't the only ones, of course, but they were the ones that I have examples of, uh, was prank phone calls. Sometimes it was just for fun. Sometimes it was because they were asked to do it as a birthday present or as a prank for somebody else. One time, they were interviewing Meredith Baxter, who's most well-known as the mom from Family Ties. And she was on there to promote uh, some project she was working on. And uh, they actually got her to help them prank somebody.
5: We've got a listener who's who's a diehard listener, and we've been trying to get him on a phone scam. Uh-huh. So would you be willing to call him and, and ask him to watch the show Sunday night?
6: Okay, who is this?
5: His name's Anthony.
6: Anthony? Yeah.
5: Just call him and say, this is Meredith Baxter Bernie.
6: No, you got to understand, honey, I dropped Bernie about 10 years ago. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm sorry.
5: I'm, I'm going back. I'm dating myself.
6: you got to stay current. That's right. I
5: do. All right, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, and just call him and tell him you're Meredith Baxter, and, and would you care to watch the show Sunday night? You, you really feel good about it, and, and John Ritter's in it and everything.
6: Okay,
2: you're going to put it through?
5: Yeah, Yeah. You it just sell,
2: sell it as best you can.
5: Okay, and then ask if he remembers you from family.
2: Okay. Now ask right. him if he remembers you from, like, family ties and stuff like that. Ask him to thing, sing the family ties theme or something. Is he a personal friend?
5: Well, not real. Well, All of, of our my
2: listeners life. are personal friends.
5: All four
7: of them. <laughs> good morning, Save a book.
6: Uh, good morning. Is Anthony there, please? Speaking. Anthony, hi. This is Meredith Baxter calling. Okay. I, this is uh, Meredith Baxter, um, and I was calling to ask if you would watch my movie Holy Joe this coming Sunday night. If I would do what? I'm calling to ask you to watch Holy Joe this coming Sunday night. It's on CBS. Uh, with John Ritter. Okay. Remember John Ritter?
7: Yeah, Three's Company.
6: Yeah, and uh, I'm Meredith Baxter. I was on Family Ties and Family, and it's a wonderful show about an Episcopal priest who loses his faith.
7: You're not that person, are you?
6: Honey, I wouldn't lie to you.
2: You're the
7: actor.
6: You
2: You're the actor. Yes, I am. Yeah, and what are you, you call for?
6: Oh, they put me up to it. You know. I
2: don't believe this. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to be out there in Hollywood somewhere, living it up in a
7: pool.
6: Well, not at the moment. I'm not in the pool. I'm on the phone calling you. Only you.
7: I can't believe this.
6: Well, then, that, that you're struggling with your faith there, so you understand. Okay. But thank you, um, and hang in there, and do watch the hey, show. me. Hey,
5: Anthony? Yes? Would you believe it if Judge Unkenny had her call you?
2: Get out of here!
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get out of here. My wife did this,
5: huh? Well, Darlene did it. Is that right? Yeah. Did um, your well. wife work at the
6: station?
7: <laughs> Unbelievable.
5: Well, Anthony, she, no, Darlene said you're a big fan of the uh, wake up call, but that you'd never buy it if it was us calling. Because, I didn't, did I? Because you, you know all our voices, so we had <laughs> Meredith call. You. We enlisted
2: a, a, a professional actor.
5: <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> These
6: are grown men. This is how they use their time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Then there was a uh, take-your-daughter-to-work day where Kenny's daughter, Leah, got to try pranking someone herself.
4: Doctor, Are you the office manager? Um, no, can you hold on one second, please? Hello? Are you the office manager? Yes. My name is Becky. I lost my tooth yesterday. Okay. Dr. Joel said the Tooth Fairy would give me $2. <laughs> okay. I only got $1.25 and a toothbrush. I know a good lawyer. I, don't, I think I got gypped. I do, too. Do you, I, know think the you to- should, I think you should send the Tooth Fairy a certified letter. Do you know the Tooth Fairy's home phone number? The Tooth Fairy's home phone number? It's probably 1-800-SWEET. Oh really? I'm not sure, but I think I can sue sue for a breach of contract. Me
6: too. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Your office owes me seventy five cents. Our office, huh? Okay, send me a bill. I've retained the service of a lawyer. The law firm of Jojo and Kenny. <laughs> Happy birthday from Thank Rose you. and everyone at Doctor Joel's. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, hey, don't don't give
5: me that 1 800 sweet stuff. I tried that number.
4: Uh. (laughs) Uh. Actually, my real name's Leah. (laughs) And not Becky. That's Kenny. Whatever you do, don't call me Becky. Don't call you Becky.
5: (laughs) That's Kenny's daughter.
4: (laughs) She's wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) My name's Becky.
6: You really should get a lawyer. This is so unfair. <laughs> this is wonderful.
1: But my favorite prank call is this next one where JoJo took an ad campaign a little too literally. <laughs>
7: Thank you for calling the Jeep Information Center. This is Catherine. How can I help you?
5: I have uh, a question I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, I had gotten a Jeep, mm-hmm. and the other day I was driving uh, on 695, and I saw another one. It was the same color.
7: Uh-huh.
5: Are you aware of this incident?
7: Uh, you saw the same color of Jeep as yours?
5: Absolutely. It looked identical. Uh,
7: what was the problem with that?
5: Well, it runs contradictory to the reason I bought the Jeep in the first place.
7: Uh, Why is that?
5: Well, I was watching television, and uh, the advertisement said there's only one Jeep. Right. Well, if there's another one just like it, then there's more than one Jeep. Sir, um, the
7: Jeep line, There. what kind of Jeep do you have, sir?
5: Forest green.
7: Forest green?
5: Yes, it matches by eye color.
7: Right. And did you buy the vehicle thinking you were the only one purchasing a Cherokee?
5: Absolutely. Well... Well, At least the one in that color, because there's only one Jeep, and I thought that uh, that would make it worth more later.
7: Right. So I think you misunderstood. Uh, When they say there's only one Jeep, uh, that means... There's nothing like that vehicle. There are many, many jeeps, and there are many, many Cherokees. When they say there's, isn't that
5: misleading? uh,
7: If you wanted to talk to someone about this, you could talk to the customer service number.
5: Could they find me? Are they going to tell me the same thing?
7: Yes, they are.
5: So what you're saying is it's hypothetical?
7: No, sir. That I think you misinterpreted what uh, "there's only one Jeep" means.
5: There's. Being something, right? One, the number one, only, zero, one, two, one, Jeep, your vehicle, only one Jeep. What is misleading about that?
7: No. Sir, you'd want to talk to them about that. I have no information. You're
5: fluffing me off.
7: Uh, sir, would you like to talk? I can transfer you over there.
5: Would you please? Yes, hold on. Thank you.
6: Jeep information. This is Jason I can help it today.
5: Let me go through the rigmarole with you. I have a fourth green Jeep, and I was driving southbound Outer Loop Beltway. Saw another one, same color. So it did beat your advertisement that said there's only one Jeep. Apparently, there's two, at least two, maybe more. No, there's only one brand Jeep. There's only one. That's not what it said. It said there's only one Jeep. That's fine. I, that's that's you what I say what tomato. I say tomato. Right, tomato? No, it's tomato. Oh, okay. Is there any way I could get the other person turned into the proper authorities? Oh boy. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Really, there is nothing to complain about. But it said there was only one jeep, and I thought two of them. You must have been mistaken. And he was coming from Linthicum, so they're in the same metropolitan area that I live in. Really. I thought at least... It Was would... it an authentic Jeep? Could you, did you get up on it and, and double-check? Because, you know, there are carbon copies. I might but have it, to take this to higher authorities. It, it probably has a different VIN number if you, if you, if you double-check. If you find one with another VIN number with the same VIN number,
2: give a call back. All right. Bye.
5: All right. Love you very much. Thank you. Mm. Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: But they did a little bit more than just prank calls. And after another word from our sponsor, I'll show you what else they
0: did. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Company Computer Guy. Mr. Company Computer Guy. You are the ruler of the RAM, the guru of the gigabyte the monster of the memory. Show me the when we screw up the boot up, you are there. Without you, computers would megabyte.
8: megabyte.
0: The countless hours we spend surfing the internet and accidentally stumbling upon porn sites would instead be spent working.
2: working for the man.
0: So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Company Computer Guy. <sniffs> For it's you who keeps our logons logging, and our hard drives hard.
2: You've got to see this porn
0: sign. Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Now, Kenny was pretty good at
1: music. Sometimes he'd do something original. Hey, Baltimore, let's head out to this store.
2: The threat of bad weather polka. What could be the harm in Loading up on Charmin The threat of bad weather polka hearts full of milk, bread and eggs Though it ain't snow to flake The threat of bad weather polka Won't be as bad as they told you. Let the beggar boy console ya It's the threat of bad weather polka wow. Meet you in a while down the toilet paper aisle The threat of bad weather polka One of my snowy goals is to have a hundred rolls The threat of bad weather polka They'll have a rumble they said Over the last loaf of Wonder Bread The threat of bad weather polka Don't let some old lady provoke ya Just hear the threat of bad weather polka
1: and other times he did parodies for example one time he parodied an ace of bass song to explain how some people planned for the millennium
2: it's night When she woke today, nine months away from the century to close, tossed away the pill.
1: was that summer that he parodied a ricky martin song to describe summer in baltimore
2: she's in the cherry snowballs Fells and federal hill she likes the crabs with old bell To Lock Raven, Frisbee and Droogle Park, Ice Cream from Mr. Softy, sit on the front stoop after dark. Glen Burnie, Perry Holland, Pikesville and Bill and Lindsay Co. Dundalk, Savannah Park now, we're all from Baltimore
1: That makes me think of the 4th of July. Here's another word from our sponsor related to another 4th of July tradition.
0: Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Hot Dog Eating Contest Contestant.
2: Mr. Hot Dog Eating Contest Contestant.
0: What does it take to eat two dozen hot dogs in 12 minutes? Determination, fortitude. And a complete disregard for what they actually put in a hot dog.
2: Open wide!
0: How many times have we said, sure, one hot dog is nice, but 47 more would really hit the spot. Get me to a bathroom! What's for dessert? Nine pounds of antacids, one bleeding ulcer and seven hours of routine angioplasty. My left
2: arm
3: feels tingly.
0: So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, old oh diplomat of the dog, because our appetite for you will never be satisfied.
3: Mr. Hot
1: Doggy, the kind of Bud Light Beer, Anisopo,
0: St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Finally, there was that Christmas where Kenny's son started doubting the existence of Santa Claus, so he parodied a popular song by Sean Mullins to keep the magic going for at least another year.
2: T'was was the night before Christmas, and my little boy was worried that he might get forgotten since Santa Claus is in such a big, big hurry. You see, my boy has seen a deer and a sleigh, but never anybody flying it, so we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer together, but he still wasn't buying it. His eyes lit up when I tried to explain it all to him. How all year long the elves plant and they grow this special kind of grain, you see? And how the elves. saw the presents all
1: And not to be outdone, JoJo parodied a Brooks and Dunn song, which some of the listeners might not have known of because they didn't play country music. Anyway, um, he parodied a Brooks and Dunn song to tell his kids about the Easter squirrel.
5: And it all dates back to Emily my t- when she was two, my daughter, who uh, quizzed me one day when there was a squirrel in the backyard and said, why aren't there Easter squirrels? Why is it an Easter rabbit? And I really couldn't come up with a good answer. So I, I wrote a song about it called early easter squirrel and now it's become legend <clears throat> I think guitar like sounds better every here doesn't it all right kick the organ in here a scott on organ tamron percussion Now, his tail isn't fluffy. In fact, it's bushy and long. And he wasn't made famous in a story or so. He wondered why a rabbit was the only one hiding Easter eggs and having all the fun. He started hiding eggs for the boys and the girls. Who is it, Tamara? It's Earl! The He's the Easter squirrel. squirrel! I'll try to stay on time. You want to start over? Now, <laughs> the You see, ever since Earl was just a little guy, he looked up to Rocky and he wanted to fly. He found out he couldn't, but he could hide nuts. He went out on a limb. He's a squirrel Squirrel with with guts. guts. (laughs) He started hiding eggs for the boys and the girls. Who is it, Kenny?
2: He's Earl. He's the Easter squirrel. Spin around there once. All right. Here comes by a
5: truck but he's carrying that rabbit's foot just for luck hey earl's not asking for the rabbit to resign (laughs) earl's only asking for some equal time
2: The rhythm, incredible.
5: Break the wall out with your butt cheeks. <laughs> so when you hunt your Easter eggs, get up off your knees. You have to remember that squirrels can climb trees. There's no floppy ears and he does not hop. He's got a basket full of eggs, boys, and he might stop. He's out hiding eggs for the boys and the girls. Scott, who is he?
2: Baby, he's Earl. He's the Easter squirrel. Yeah, yeah honey, Jerry.
5: Earl and he's driving a truck Carrying that rabbit's foot Just for luck He doesn't want to see The rabbit resign Earl's only asking For some equal time Very
2: good, yeah, do the moonwalk thing
5: Alright, here we go Got a honky-tonk two-step there
2: oh, oh, don't unzip it, you keep that on You gotta keep that on for a while Oh God, he's not wearing anything underneath it <laughs> I'm blind, Surprise. That blind. He's got shorts
1: on. <laughs> and, well, that's about what I've got for them um, from them. Um, but before we go, we've got one more word from our sponsor.
0: Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Gangster Rapper Posse Member. Mr. Gangster Rapper Posse Member! Behind every great man, there is a woman. And behind that woman, 14 guys with sideways baseball caps and really baggy pants. Those
2: pants are giant.
0: What do you do when you have no talent whatsoever? Attach yourself to someone who does.
2: But so match, so.
0: Gold tooth, check. Giant gold medallion, check. Royalties from record sales, no check.
2: Help a brother out.
0: So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Baron of the Brown Nose. Then, crack open another 13 for the rest of the crew.
3: Mr. Gangster Rabbit Posse member.
0: Bud Light Beer, anheuser Bush, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: All right, and well, thank you guys for indulging me in this little personal trip down memory lane. By the way, in case you haven't figured it out yet, Bud Light does not actually sponsor the show. It's just part of the... Those commercials. Those were actual commercials that Bud Light put together. There's a ton more. You've more than likely, if you haven't heard these, you've heard others like them. They did a lot of these things. Uh, They started off as real American heroes and then real men of genius. So, uh, if you can find them online, go for it. But before we go, I've got a little announcement to make. Starting next week, Charlie's GeekCast is going weekly. That's right. Weekly. And each week, we'll be looking at an issue of JLA until I finish the Grant Morrison run. And then we'll see what happens. So next week, we're going to start things off by diving into the first chapter of the classic Rock of Ages storyline. And stay tuned after the uh, little music thing at the end here and uh, for a little bonus. Uh, But we'll see you next time, guys.
0: Thanks. Listen to the radio
1: This has been an episode of Charlie's Geek Cast, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. The show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com, where you'll find notes and images for each episode. Please feel free to leave a comment there, or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie Skeet Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless.
0: Listen to the radio.
9: Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you.
8: Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time.
9: Okay. Um,
8: I, I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota departments of transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm-hmm. encouraging deer to cross? at the interstate. I don't get it that's such a high traffic area. I mean are you, you know, kidding? I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and you know, of course to find food, but um, it seems to me that it's so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. That would be a safer place for them to, to cross, well, you know, with the deer crossing sign.
9: You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population.
8: The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate? You know? I mean, God. There are so many other places I can think of than putting the deer crossing signs on on busy highways and interstates.
9: You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign.
8: Well... Well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer to know that's where they need to cross.
9: Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign.
8: Exactly. I mean, mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but I mean, you know, speed limit's 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know, you can't brake really quick if you, you know, if the deer is crossing in that deer crossing area.
7: So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer?
8: (laughs) Right. Yeah, we can move them. Like, don't put your crossing signs on the interstate or or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. You know, somewhere where the speed limit's, you know, a lot slower. Uh You know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea.
9: Well, listen, we will, um, Yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this.
8: Right. Yeah, I I wrote like at least three or four letters, and
9: we you know, will to- spread the word. Okay, we will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue. Okay.
8: Ah, oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs.
9: We appreciate your comment this morning.
8: All right. Thanks.
3: Bye.
9: Two three seven hits. Text four nine three three zero.